Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. Ready for some good news? With a cash-out refinance from Quicken Loans, you can quickly and easily put some of the equity in your home to good use by paying off a lot of that high-interest credit card debt. A great way to take cash out is with our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.65%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN to learn how taking cash out with a 30-year fixed mortgage might be the right solution for you. And for a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 2.13% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production. It may not be suitable for all audiences. Sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Hey, just. Hey, can y'all hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know I couldn't hear my on my end. I don't know why I can't. <laughs> there we go. I couldn't hear myself. I don't know what it was. Uh, this is uh, Sanctuary Sweet Truth. We're back from. We ain't been back since last Monday, I think, a week ago. So, yeah. So, uh, how's y'all's week, Christmas, and all that good jazz been? Well, in my case, it was uh, pretty uneventful. I mean, I just uh, hung out with family and relaxed, and that was pretty much it. Besides the kids getting up and being all pumped up and excited, that's about all I did, to be honest with you. Not yeah, we lot. went up and I hung out with my mom. And my sister and brother-in-law were in from Boston, so exchanged gifts. And Unfortunately, one of the two cats wasn't uh, in a very good mood because she got caught in a grocery bag that had a bunch of groceries in it, tore around the house. And um, so I guess it was kind of traumatic. So she hid in the basement most of the time. Uh, <laughs> I got some books and video games and some other cool stuff. So it was pretty good. Yeah, the kids, they got up that morning, man. As soon as they got up, they was like, hey, Santa's been here. You know, they're all pumped up. So, I mean, hey, that was worth it for me. And, uh, and I got glasses for Christmas. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> And think about it is, I didn't even realize my eyes were as bad as they were. I went for the exam because I have a problem with light, night vision. And uh, so I just figured, you know, they're going to give me something for night vision. Oh, no. I got no line damn bifocals, brother. I got oh, look at you. Yeah, I got actual bifocals. 
Uh, and I'm like, damn, they're that bad? And I noticed when I started doing the exam that my left eye was weaker. I, she didn't even have to tell me. I already knew it. As I started looking through the thing, I, the right eye I could see pretty focused, but when I looked through the left, it'd be like I had a strain. So I knew right off the bat, and then she started telling me my left eye was weaker. I'm like, yeah, hell, I already knew that. I could tell by the exam that it was, I was having a hard time seeing it. Well, hey, at least this time you'll be able to see in the Spreaker app better and you can put stuff in the right category. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was really my problem with glasses is just, just being stupid, but hey, <laughs> I'll use that as an excuse. Might help. <laughs> uh, uh, we got the New Year's Eve special coming up Monday night. Uh, Billy is going to join us and maybe his wife, she, he said. Uh, yeah. I know Christina's going to join, uh, Lady Q and uh, Jack Casey's going to be with us, and we're going to be on doing a special, just talking about whatnot, I want to talk about the year that we just left, and things about coming up, but we, you know, I don't do resolutions, if you have any, you can tell me what they are, I don't do resolutions, I don't call them mad, I just call them things I hope to do, I don't call them resolutions, because I don't like, right, 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 yeah, I don't like resolve to lose weight, or I don't resolve to do this, hell, if I lost weight, I'd be a and feather in the wind but <laughs> yeah you're breathing yeah i do have a i do have an article that comes out every year that i look forward to that i will be bringing in it's a list of things um but i'm going to keep it a secret for now oh okay you what now uh, there's an article that comes out every year like right around christmas that i look forward to every year and uh, it's a list of things. That's all I'm going to say about it. Oh, you're going to um, give it on Monday. Okay, got you. Yeah, I'm going to bring it in on Monday. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, I found some stuff on USA Today that's just like a backtrack of what happened throughout the year, and I ain't going to go through all of them. I'll have a few of them, the main key points, and just go over those, you know, whatnot. Some uh, main people we lost, you know, over the year and whatnot. Right, right. Uh... Well, y'all were fans of Men in Black. Yeah, I guess. I like the first movie. The first one was okay. Second one, yeah, not so much. And the third one really lost me. But uh, they got a fourth one coming out. Men in Black International. And they changed the name of it. Didn't call it Part 4 because it's an all-new cast. Right. And then... I don't know. I'm surprised the women ain't getting pissed off because they got a woman in there as a main character. It ought to be men and women, men and women in black. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised there ain't nobody in the period of Me Too movement or some of those people getting pissed off about it. I'm sure it will before the movie comes out. But <laughs> oh, give it time. Yeah. Just give it time. <laughs> give it time to sink in. Because I, I really am. I'm sorry. Well, there's a woman in there too, you know. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, it'll happen. Uh,. Michelle Obama, I heard, is either been or I think they're coming to Cleveland. Have you heard about that? No, I have not. Yeah, I don't know what she's coming for. And the only reason why I know a buddy I went to school with was talking about it on Facebook. that He was going to go. I don't know where she's going or what she's going for. I don't know if it's about the book or what the deal is. But he said he wasn't going because it cost $300 a damn ticket. Holy crap. Yeah. He said, well, he oh, that's He's a comedian, so he said he was going to check out her ass. He said, "But well, hell, I can sit at home and watch ass on TV. It'll be a lot cheaper. <laughs> I'm not saying everybody's just sad about Michelle Obama, but that's what he was saying. I thought it was funny. Right, right. right. But, uh, he said it was 300 bucks a ticket. I don't know what to do, but hell, if I'd pay that. 
That wouldn't. Um, I think it's uh, or mostly your book tour because that book came out not too long ago, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it went long. But I mean, I've always thought book tours were free. Do you have to pay for them? Uh, I'm not sure what that is. That that might be some sort of a fundraiser or something yeah, for the could, Democrats. I don't know. Yeah, I don't it know. could be. I, I, it could be something like that where you get a meal and you listen to her talk and spend 300 bucks for it or whatever. Right, right. You know, but yeah. it goes toward Democrats, I guess. You know, whatever. But yeah, I know she is coming to Cleveland in the near future. Uh, looks like she will be in Cleveland on. And uh, I just lost it. Oh, you was looking it up? Cool. Yeah, I was looking it up to see uh, what what the deal was. Um, hold on, here's a, here's a link right here. It's going to be at the State Theater in Cleveland on March 16th. Oh, that's a ways off, and I thought it was like closer than that. Okay, so I got time to save up my three hundred dollars to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go pan. Oh uh, yeah. Shit. Oh no. That's only, what, one paycheck for you? Come on, man. Yeah, if I was going to spend $300, I'd go see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> if I was going to spend 300 bucks. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have nothing against Marcelo Obama, but I'd much rather hear Billy Joel sing and listen to that shit. I'm just being honest. Right. Well, the question, before I get into the question of that, we'll get a, got a couple of little things we'll talk about. Did you hear about the 12-year-old boy in the Swiss Alps? That, say that again. The 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 twelve year old boy that was uh, in the Swiss Alps. No, I do not know about that. He was Neither do I. He was skiing, and evidently there, I guess he was with a group. Twelve years old. God, I hope so. But he was found alive. But it was after being buried under an avalanche for forty minutes in the Swiss Alps. Wow. So, I mean, that's a long time, man. Be buried in some snow like that. And I don't think he even developed hypothermia or anything, if I recall. So. Yeah, sometimes, I don't know about this situation, but there are times when snow can actually insulate you. That's what I was about Uh, to say, kind of like the igloo thing. Kind of like an igloo effect where you make a house out of ice, but it's actually warm on the inside because it's insulating. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's snow, I mean, once it becomes hard ice, then obviously it'll take the heat out. Yeah, right. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. but he was okay. I mean, I guess he was. But hell, I'm sure he was scared shitless. Forty minutes in the snow like it. God, my, that's that's traumatic. A lot of times, what kills you with a um with an avalanche isn't necessarily the cold, but the fact that you just get crushed under all the weight of the yeah. snow and debris. Oh yeah, down. sure. Yeah, it can be. Man. A lot of weight, yeah. Man, I've never, lucky kid. Of course, I've never been in one, thank God, but I've seen them on TV and stuff, and I'm like, good Lord, I couldn't imagine being in that situation. I ain't going to be in it anyway, because for one, I don't climb mountains, and for two, I don't ski, so I ain't got to worry about that shit. I don't do none of that. I ain't going to ski. I, I just something about sitting around on some big metal popsicle sticks going down a hill. It's sixty miles wide on a pull of me. <laughs> I, used, I used to cross country ski back in the day with my dad. Did you really? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. I never it was fun. I I don't know if I'd really want to do the mountain skiing thing because you got to wait on the airlift, you know, the or the chairlift forever, and it's cold outside. And I'd rather just sit inside, man. I'm good during the winter time. See, I don't like going across them buckets either. You have to go in. I don't like them things, man. I've been in those as, as a like amusement parks and i don't even like them the whole time i'm up there i'm watching that cable and it's swaying back and forth i'm uh 
that's not for me. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad the boy was all right. I just don't like skin just because of the thought of going down a hill and all that. And then plus, you know, you got Sonny Bono and people like that been hit trees. I mean, I don't want to, you know, that ain't the way I want to go out. No, I guess I mean, not. You can't choose how you die, but I think you can choose a little, you know, a little bit of discretion, you know. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to die from a volcano, so therefore I probably ain't going to try to be in one whenever it happens. So, you know, you can choose some things. You just have no sense of adventure, dude. I, I got plenty of sense of adventure, just not nose areas. <laughs> this year's theme for New York City Times Square is the gift of harmony. I guess that's a good thing. We need some of it. Especially in the situation we're in right now with a government shutdown. Probably. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, there's 800,000 government employees out of work. 54,000 of that is border control. So wait, that's ironic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's ironic. Yeah. 54,000 of the people he's put out of work is the people supposed to be controlling the borders. Well, they're not out of work. I take that back. They're working for fucking free. Yeah, they have to go to work. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, Jack, but they have to work for free. I know. Well, yeah. Well, well they'll, they'll get it eventually. They'll, they'll get the back pay. Oh, will they? Okay, that's good. Yeah. God. The only reason why I know this it hits closer to home, I ain't going to go into it because he might not want his name mentioned, but there's somebody I know that is a government employee, and they're having to work right now without getting a check. And I'm like, what? Because I didn't know that. And they told me that. I'm like, man, ain't that some bullshit. I said, if they're going to have a government shutdown, just lay you off. Let's have a shutdown. I mean, right. not people still working, just not getting a check. Hell, if anything, I don't want to help the government for temporarily. <laughs> I mean, you ain't paying nobody. So, I mean, you just, I don't know, I just think that's a thats a low blow to a lot of people, man. I mean. Well, it's kind of ridiculous because it's over that stupid border wall that nobody wants, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't agree with the wall, but probably what's going to end up happening, they're going to have to come to some kind of agreement of uh, some kind of financial means. It's not going to be five million, but five billion, but he will get some kind of money out of the deal. Uh, I don't know how much. I know there. Were, I know one time I did come toward him with one point three billion. And, I think uh, we should dig a moat. Yeah, dig yeah. a moat like medieval style. Put some alligators. Yeah, yeah that'd work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't cross that fucker. And anybody gets across it, more power to him. You're an American citizen. Yeah. See. <laughs> we'll do like a giant obstacle course, like landmines and everything. And if you make it over here, huh, you know, instant citizenship. You're good. We'll do, it, we'll do it like American Gladiators, a game show it used to be on. You know, you got to swing yeah. across shit and everything else. The best part is we could like televise it on HBO or pay per view and like you know raise up some funds for that and I don't know bail out some failing school districts or something. Everybody <laughs> wins. Uh, eight hundred. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to figure out where I left off here. He did do a surprise visit to, uh, on Christmas. I think it was Christmas Day to Iraq. Right. Right. And that was the first visit he has made to American troops in the combat zone. Right. Now, i got to ask your opinion of this before I go into any more. What do you think about him signing autographs on hats? <laughs> I don't really care about that. I don't know what the kind con- Is there some sort of a controversy about that? Yeah. Now? Oh, yeah. The Democrats oh, have been on God. CNN bitching about it all day. 
Wait, was I he got, signing like mega? He was he signing mega, mega hats. hats or, mega hat. Uh, yeah. He's, he's been doing that since he campaigned. Right. Who cares? But they were making a big deal out of it because he was at the troops and they were signing him for the troops. They were making a big deal out of that. Now, I've got to the point I can't hardly watch CNN anymore. But the problem is they want to bitch about that, but Obama did the same fucking thing in Afghanistan and Kuwait. Matter of fact, yeah, fact, Obama was signing fucking photos yeah. of himself. So how in the hell can you have a double standard? I'm not backing the man. As I've always said, I think he's kooky about a lot of shit. But I'm not going to sit here and goddamn blaze blame on shit that don't make any damn sense. Yeah, the, the only uh, thing that I can come up with is that being that it's a, you know, a MAGA hat, uh, and that is a slogan of a, of a uh, party. I know that troops, technically, when they're when they're on duty, and especially in a war zone, are not supposed to take on a partisan uh, right. Uh, but I, that's really splitting here. Well, the thing about it is, is they said the troops actually brought the hats themselves. He didn't bring a box full of hats and sign them. They had them. Yeah. So yeah. I mean. If they got the hats, then he's going to sign them. I mean, like I said, if you're going to make it a rule, it should be a rule that the president can't sign no kind of autographs while he's in fucking office and make it a yeah, rule. Yeah, that's ridiculous. One of the things about uh, having a president come in and visit the troops is he does have contact with them, and a lot of them get their pictures taken with them. They right. do selfies, and and th- that's part of what lifts the morale of the troops, and making an issue out of this is total BS. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. yeah. I just don't have the emotional energy to really give a crap about this. Oh, I don't care. I don't care that he done it. It's just my point is is how the Democrats using CNN and other and MSNBC was another using these two news networks to come out and bitch and rant about it like it's some big fucking deal when their dude from four years ago was fucking doing it. Yeah, both and sides I, I, do the same thing. Exactly. I remember when everybody got mad that Obama put like. Uh, Grey Poupon in a sandwich, or they wore a tan suit. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it's both I, sides. I, I, that was totally BS, too. Absolutely. Oh, I agree. It's both sides. They've, if, if, uh, it's like I've said before. If you got if, if Trump left today and a Democrat come in, if they did something, Republicans would be bitching about that. It works both ways, but it seems like it's really gotten worse in the last ten years, man. I got almighty, it's oh, really well, gotten well, bad. It has. It's yeah, really it has. gotten yeah. bad in the last ten years. I don't yeah, remember. Sure. I don't even remember George Bush going through this much shit. Just to be honest, I don't remember. Maybe he did, but I don't remember this much shit except for whatever Iraq, ha- uh, you know, when Saddam Hussein happened. That was about the biggest shit he went through, and I ain't all that. But it wasn't all this. I mean, every damn time he turned around, I mean, every president that they make fun of and all that. I ain't talking about the humor part. I'm talking about them just belittling little shit and petty shit that don't even make any damn sense. It's like every time that every damn movie makes. A president makes they walk to the left. They got to make a bitch say it should have been to the right. I'm talking about shit like that. It's just dumb shit. I mean, we got more issues to worry about than whether the man signs a fucking hat or not. That's my point. Right, right. I mean, I don't give a shit if he signs a, a, a hat, a, a cast. He can sign a fucking forehead or the damn female troops titties for all I care as long as I gave him permission and he ain't crotch grabbing I don't want that shit but other than that I don't care <laughs> so I mean signs of tanks yeah signs si- yeah it's just stupid shit man it just gets on my nerves 
Alexotis' was... signature, by the way, kind of looks like one of those heart monitor things for somebody who's having yeah. a panic attack. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> it does. It's probably his own <laughs> pulse. Going That's funny. It's his right. It looks like it. It looks like a four-year-old's interpretation of drawing a mountain range. <laughs> now, the one thing I am kind of, I haven't really decided yet. How are you about him? How do you feel about him pulling out of Syria, the American troops? Are, are you talking to me? Yeah, either one, either one, whoever, whatever your opinion is. Well, here's the thing, uh, and, and this is pretty objective. One of the uh, shortcomings of the Obama foreign policy was the way uh, Syria was handled. Now, anytime you get involved in a conflict like that, if, and this is a big if, if you are going to do it, you do it quick. Yeah. And too much time went by. And what happens in a conflict like that is too many people get involved. I don't know how many people are involved in there now. You have different factions of, uh, you know, Islam. You have Iran. You have Russia. We could go on down the oh, line yeah. there. You have the the uh, pro-Assad, the, you know, the people who are trying to overthrow him. And uh, you just have a giant mess over there. So w- when I hear people say, well, we're giving up, wh- what I ask is, uh, w- what are we giving up? How yeah. do you define? How do you define winning in this situation? And uh, that's really hard to do at this point. And I personally, uh, I don't like putting American troops in situations to, quote, unquote, maintain stability. What that right. is code for is getting people killed. Yeah. Okay. You, you get them in situations where they don't know who the, en- the enemy is. They don't know whose side these people are on. Nobody's wearing a uniform. And you just have a a real mess on your hands. And unless you can define victory as taking this person out or or this party out or something like that, uh, that is clear and resolute, um, I don't like just having American troops hanging out in combat zones. Now, that's my opinion. So, I mean, I don't have a big uh, uh, to-do about him pulling out. And then you could say, well... And that that's going to you know uh, strengthen uh, the terrorist groups over there. Well, there's too there's too many fragmented people fighting over there now. It's it, it's too hard to determine. Uh, and if uh, you know a ter- terrorist group rises up, then at that point you have to take action. Right. Uh, you know to, to defend the country, but just to hang out in there. Uh, you know, I just uh, I don't like police actions by the by the military. That well, we've is always what the been. military. Is yeah, doing. that's what we've been doing for years too, man. Yeah. Uh, every time we turn around, going in and policing some damn place. I said, I don't know what you feel about it, Jack. I just I, I, I I'm kind of I, I'll, I'll explain. My, what do you think? Well, I've always been an isolationist. Um, Honestly, if a bunch of religious fanatics or other jackasses want to kill each other over whose invisible sky wizard is the best, I say yeah. let them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because we have we blow all this money on fighting everybody else's uh, problems and you know trying to solve everybody else's problems, and then we neglect what we have at home. I mean, I feel like oh, we need to fix our country before we go around meddling in the affairs of others. And honestly, the rest of the world now, I think they can they can step up. This isn't just like right after World War II or right after Korea. They've rebuilt their infrastructure. And I feel like if they're all as passionate about, you know, helping these people or 
putting this other faction out, then maybe they should step in and because they're also closer in proximity. Well, see, you know? you're kind of you're kind of on the uh, same deal as uh, Trump is on that then. Because that's kind of, I'm not, not with the border part of it, but I'm talking about that's where Trump stands as far as wanting to pull people out of there because he's tired of policing other countries. He thinks we need to take care of ourselves here before we start worrying about caring about other people, too. That's well, that and his, his wanting to uh, fix the infrastructure yeah. and everything that we have yeah. is aging. I mean, those are two things I can't actually agree with him on. Yeah, I, I still hate they, him, but, yeah. you know. I wish uh, they would. It's just like we get. We put ourselves, we stick our noses in these unnecessary conflicts, and it costs us trillions of dollars. We get people killed. I mean, it's just it. And then what happens is, once you end up like you know bombing some area or whatever, well, the U.S. just killed somebody's cousin, or they killed somebody's mom, or their children. Where are they going to go? They're going to gravitate toward the other terrorist factions, and that only just makes them stronger. Right. And you can't really wipe it out. True. So I say we enforce our own borders and all that, and then go yeah. from there. You know? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, should Mexico. I mean, should Mexico's cartels decide to start, like, you know, firing pot shots at us, then we yeah. should focus our attention on that, because that immediately endangers American citizens. I agree as far as where y'all stand, as far as we shouldn't be policing other countries. I agree with that 100%. I don't think we should have went over there in the first fucking place. That's just my opinion. I mean, if it's over there, they can handle their own shit. It ain't my damn problem. But now that we're... Well, I understood Afghanistan. Yeah. I, I got that one. I was like, look, man, Osama was over there. When it turned out, he was actually in Pakistan. But at the time, that's what we thought. Right. But um, anything beyond that, I have not agreed with at all. I mean, but, hell, we've been in Afghanistan and Iraq longer than we were in Vietnam, longer than we were in World War Two, yeah. World War One. It's just, at this point, it's just you might as well be pissing in an empty pit. The only thing I say is, is, is I don't think we had any business over there. And I think we do need to leave out. But I am curious, now that all the fucking hornet's nest is over there, what's going to happen after we leave? That I am going to be curious about, and I am keeping an eye on. Because uh, sometimes, not that it makes it right, but our presence there can limit some things. And once we're gone, are these things going to escalate? Are we going to have more chemical shit go on or more chemical attacks or things like that? That's what I'm curious to see what happens there. And it could probably be in the next couple of months or so that we will see things like that. I don't know exactly when the full pullout is, but that's what I believe is possible. I don't know for sure, but I am curious as to see what happens when we are, when our presence is completely taken out. What what happens over yeah. there? I mean, that's just a that's yeah. An, that's an inevitable. And and and, and that's a, a valid point. However, the 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 real question becomes if you're going to stop that long term, the only way to do it is committing to a full-scale ground war, and oh, that's yeah. not going to happen. Oh, no, I don't think we yeah. It's not going to happen. I don't think we've done, they've done anything yet to constitute a full-ground-scale war. I mean, they've done things that are bad. That's not what I'm saying, but they've not imposed anything on us. You know what I'm saying? And Yeah. If they well, well, I'm to, just saying, too, like I always said, the only way you're going to stop that is take out the bad guys. And the only way that we can take out the bad guys is get in there and do it. And that's going to require a lot of strength. Right. And we just we, that's just not going to happen. So if you're just going to leave those guys there, you know, with, with their asses hanging in the breeze, you might as well bring them home. Right. Well, the right. thing is, that, too, I my, mean, who is the bad guy depends on who you ask. That's exactly yeah, right. that's, that's true. Right. Yeah, that, that's always the case in any war. How do you yeah. define winning? That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. In every yeah. war, you ask the Nazis during World War II, they were right. But if you ask the Americans, I mean, in my opinion, yeah, the Nazis were assholes and wrong. But in their mind, 
they were right. So it's always of who's right and who's wrong, and you, everybody thinks they're right. It's just a battle of who's going to get the winning right, pretty much is all a war is. Because um, both sides thinks they're right, no matter what they're doing. They could be killing masses of masses of people, but in their mind, they think they're doing the right cause. So, well, I mean, at this point, I think the only real time we should ever intervene is, A, if we are actually attacked on our soil, which I doubt will happen anytime soon, or B, if there is an actual provable genocide going on. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I, if something like that was proven, and we had absolutely concrete proof, I think we'd have to do something, man. You can't allow shit like that to happen, man. I mean, I know... Yeah, but uh, these different... These different groups shooting at each other over their religious beliefs or oh, whatever no, it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Let them kill each other. Fuck them. You know, I, like we've, we've done what we can to try and help. It hasn't done anything but make it worse. Just let nature take its course. Well, I'm a friend. I know believer. there are people when they're suffering, but I mean, people suffer everywhere. You know. I'm a firm believer that if uh, if I would have been running the country these so many years. Osama bin Laden, or I don't know about Osama bin Laden. That's a whole different ball game, but. Uh, Saddam Hussein, this Syrian leader we got now, uh, those people, I would have took Navy SEALs in there and just scouted the place out and shot them fuckers at damn point, got back on the boat and came back. I'd have ended that shit. Uh, you want quick well, action? That would have been quick action because that would have been it. Because <laughs> that well, guy is an asshole. One could make the argument that uh, taking Saddam out made things worse, though, because I mean, right, yeah. he was part yeah, of the minority group, but he also sure. kept stability. I mean, right. sure, he gassed a few people, but I mean, we kill people with drones all the time. I don't really yeah. see a big difference between the two morally, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What you have to be careful with in that situation, and, and it's happening now in, in Lebanon with uh, Gaddafi out there, out there. Um, is once those strong men uh, get taken out by the United States or some other strong power, what happens is, is what fills that void? And that's where you have to ask yourself, okay, to keep that void from getting filled, we have to stay here indefinitely. Right. And uh, it just can't be done. Right. And uh, I, I know Saddam was a bad guy, but we just can't go around and take out every bad guy that's in the world, or the <laughs> United States is going to occupy. You know, well, that all well, more than half. I mean, it's the same argument with when you have a big task force that takes out the big dealers, you know, drug dealers like heroin dealers or whatever in a city. Right. I mean, you didn't really win anything. It's just the the next person in line is just going to fill that void. Well, I don't. Just kind of like how they always say, "Oh, we killed the leader of the Taliban." Oh, well, guess what? Number two just got promoted. I mean, it just it never ends. Where I don't, th- I don't think America got involved with Iraq because of their great love for humanity in the first fucking place. I think it was their great love for oil. Oh, yeah, that's another that's argument. The, that's, the re- that's, a, that's the reason why they got involved with that. They don't get I mean, maybe they care a little bit. I'm not saying they're just heartless. But that was the reason why we got involved in that in the first damn place was because of the oil that comes out of Kuwait. That was it. I mean, yeah, blown into more. It blew up into more. But that was the original reason. Why we ever got involved in that in the first damn place? Uh, I mean, in my mind, I ain't no doubt about it. But I mean, everybody's got their own view. But I'm pretty sure that was a big part of it. Not that we came. I know we can make our own oil here. We can do all that shit. But the thing about it is, we're always after everybody else's oil. And we hardly produce any here. So I well, mean, the, the the first the first war with uh, Bush the Elder, uh, he handled that very well in terms of international policy. I, I don't know that there were too many people that were against that action uh, to stop aggression. Right. 
Uh, now the, the the second wave with Bush the younger that's a whole another situation because yeah. we went in we went in there under the pretense of uh, weapons of mass destruction and this was a counter terrorist move. Yeah, never and, did find uh, no weapons. And uh, the connections to both international terrorism and and, and connections to weapons of mass destruction uh, were very slim. Right. I don't, I don't even know if they ever found any, did they? Nothing that amounted to anything. No. Right, right. No. So, what about this uh, second Guatemalan kid that passed away? You heard about that? I know you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's in a matter of a month, I think they said. Two kids have passed away. And... Uh, while uh, under border protection, and the Democrats. Yeah, I'm the- not sure what happened there. I, that's um, um, that's not necessarily from neglect, from what I've been able to gather. That there's something went wrong with his uh, diagnosis, right? Because he was taken he was taken to the hospital and diagnosed with a cold, and uh, they gave him some prescriptions and sent him home. Now I, I don't know. I was if this if. If the information that I have is correct, and I don't know that it is, he had a skyrocketing temperature. I mean, it was like 102, 103. I don't know if I was an ER doctor and a child that young uh, that I would have sent him home with a bottle of pills. No. And he uh, should have been packed down that, with that ice. Was, yeah. So um, I here again, I, I don't believe at this point. That, uh, you know, regardless of whether he was brought in there by his parents or whether he would have been brought in there by the Border Patrol, I I question the medical treatment that he was given. Um, And, uh, you know, the bottom line is is that, um, you know, having a mandatory situation where you separate children from their parents, you have to, in my opinion, you have to have some discretion by the Border Patrol. Uh, agents because yes the problem is is when you have people crossing the border with no papers and no documentation there's nothing to say that the people that are bringing children across the border if those are really their kids right you know they could be orphans or anything uh, and they're using those those kids as an excuse to get asylum or, or something else um, and there's no there's no uh, way and there's no guarantee that those kids are going to be properly treated by these people that are bringing them across if they're let in. So there has to be a vetting process if the border agents feel that uh, you know there's a reason to be concerned. But what what has happened? Uh, you know, when you listen to the Republicans and the Democrats on this, they, they tell half the story. It, it is true that a lot of these policies were well established under the Obama administration. The difference is is that it used to be that if you tried to cross the border and you got caught, okay, and you didn't fight, you know, the border security, you didn't put up resistance. You just say, okay, you got me and you got deported or whatever, that was pretty much it. The most that you were looking at was a, a misdemeanor. Now they have it to where these people have to be charged with a federal offense. Uh, okay. So now the, the, so now the treatment is much different, and it's not just the people that are impacted. What the, what the media isn't telling you is that the federal system down there, the courts are, are, are backlogged. The judges are working overtime. You have public defenders all over the place. You know, they can't keep on top of all these cases and give these people a proper, proper defense. So it's just an absolute mess down there right now. Yeah. And, yeah, the idea that you mandatorily have to charge them like that I, is, is probably – got to give some discretion to the Border Patrol on this. 
uh, because it's it's just out of control. I wanted to make mention of uh, three particular people in the, uh, that passed away, not this Christmas, but on Christmas Day. I didn't realize that they were. Okay. Uh, I did know this one. Charlie Chaplin, he died on Christmas Day in Switzerland in 1977 at the age of 88. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, James Brown died on Christmas Day, 2006. And Dean Martin, yeah, I didn't realize it was that long ago. I thought it was a lot closer than that, but it's been what? Daggum, it's been 12 years. Don't seem like it's been that long. Yeah. And then Dean Martin, he died on Christmas Day in 95. Yeah, uh, yeah I knew he was back there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I didn't know it was Christmas Day, though. I thought that was kind of ironic. And then, uh, not to get a whole lot in the football, but we got Clemson and Notre Dame. And Alabama and Oklahoma playing. See who goes to the national title. Who do you pick, or do you have? I have no idea. I'll say I have only, no idea. It'll be Clemson and Alabama. I'd put a thousand dollar bet on it if I had the money to spare right now. That'll be the two. Clemson will walk all over Notre Dame. I don't know how the fuck Notre Dame gets in every year except based on fucking name. I'm not saying the record's bad, but you got to look. They're in an independent fucking conference that don't never pay and play any damn body. They never play a damn soul if you look at their schedule. They never play hardly anybody ever any year worth of shit. So, I mean, so I mean, why the hell? They're there because they're Notre Dame, who their name is. That's why they're there. Yeah. And, so, and Clemson's a much better team. Matter of fact, Clemson may very well beat Alabama. But my moral of the story is no matter what, for three years in a row, a Southern team will probably win the national title. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> That'll be three years in a row if that does indeed happen. If uh, Alabama and Clemson end up playing each other, I think it'll be them. I don't know that Alabama. Alabama's a good team, but if people are overlooking at Clemson. Clemson's got a damn good defense. Ohio State plays Washington in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And Georgia will play Texas. I know y'all don't care, but I'm picking. I'm from Georgia, so that's why I'm saying Georgia plays Texas at the Sugar Bowl. Well, obviously, I, I, you know, Ohio State is something that I follow. My my stepdaughter goes there. Right. And, of course, being from Ohio and uh, especially my part of the world, which is a beer and football town, uh, you know, we follow Ohio State. And uh, I don't understand really how those uh, – I never did understand how the playoffs and all the rankings and all that stuff with yeah. college football. I mean, that's just too it, confusing for me. It's – I can't. I'm not going to spend the time doing it now, but it's just. Oh no! Don't yeah, do it. No, yeah, no, I'm no. not going into all that shit right now because it is a little bit complicated. All I'll say is it doesn't. The playoff system is just based on conferences and where you place in your conference, whether you where you go into what bowl. And because of where Georgia was ranked and where they went, they got a pretty decent bowl in Texas as well. And that and those conferences right. face each other off in the Sugar Bowl. That's it's, it's a whole lot of shit that goes into it. And that and now in the last few years since they changed it to where the top four teams go in to the playoff, I like that. I think I need to make it eight, but that's uh, right now it's four. That works. But um, don't want to get all heavy duty into that. But yeah, it is more complicated than the NFL. NFL is just by division. If you win the division, you go to the playoff, and then you got the wild cards. Plain and simple. It's a little bit more complicated at the college level because of 112 right, right. teams. <laughs> uh. How do you like, uh, as, while we're on the subject of football, uh, the Cleveland Browns, of course, Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my wife just loves him. Yeah. She's, and, 
and uh, he, you know, I, I got to say, he's uh, he's got an interesting personality. Uh, did you um, did did you see the video of the stare down? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he was asked about it. And, and for those that may not know, the former coach of the Cleveland Browns, Hugh Jackson, went to Cincinnati, which is a division rival of the Cleveland Browns. And just in a nutshell, a lot of people questioned the wisdom of that because he still was going to get paid by the Cleveland Browns. And he was obviously a million dollar some odd contract it was huge, I'm sure. And he really didn't, quote unquote, need to work. And generally, the the uh, rules of etiquette in that situation is that you wait until the season is over before you make a new commitment. Right. Okay. And especially when you're going against a division rival that you play twice in a year. So he uh, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way by doing that and going to work right away for the for the division rival. And uh, upon the completion of a big play, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, ran kind of jogged past the sideline of the Cincinnati Bengals and gave Hugh Jackson a pretty good stare down. And a lot of people uh, criticized him for that. They said that, you know, he's too cocky, especially for a rookie. That isn't something you'd be doing, et cetera, et cetera. And he basically said, hey, you know, uh, it's a competitive game, and I did what I did, and if you have a problem with it, whatever. I believe Yeah, <laughs> I believe was that quote. I, I, I don't blame him. Yeah. So, all right, that's what I was going to – yeah. Yeah, I don't blame him at all. I mean, that's how that's how he wants to compete, and that's how he feels. As long as he's, as long as he's right. getting the results on the field, I don't give a shit who he stares down. Yeah. Be glad you're getting the wins. We're worried about whether well, he's staring anybody down or how cocky he is. If he's got the cocky, the, the the gun to back up the cockiness, just shut up and let him play the game. Well, the, the only thing that I can say is this. All right, it, he's 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 just you know this is his first year in the NFL and so on. And the the problem with that is, and this is my opinion, when you publicly do something like that at such a a visible level. Okay, yeah. and by the way, their last coming, their their last game coming up here um, has big implications because of uh, whether or not the Steelers get into the playoffs is contingent on them beating Baltimore. Mm. Okay, and because of the fact that it has uh, playoff implications, and because of the fact that ba- Baker Mayfield now is becoming a, a nationally known figure, they're they're going to, from what I understand, uh, the Browns game was moved to later in the day, and it's going to be national. Mm. It's gonna. It's not gonna be a regionally covered game. Cool. So yeah. So anyway, um, being that he's you know he's the hot uh, the hot, the hot item right now is one thing. But you got to keep in mem- remember all these little antics. Okay. There's gonna come a day when you're gonna play these people again. Yeah. And, and you're gonna be in a different situation. If you could, it may not be this year. It may not be next year. But the day is gonna come when it's going to be payback time. And that's when I would say that's not something that I would be too overt about doing my rookie year. That's the that's the only thing that I would say to that. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a great quarterback. And you're right. You do have to remember that you're going to have to face those same folks down the road. And it has come back to haunt people in the past. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, well, you know that happened. Uh, that old uh, story about Woody Hayes uh, being the coach of Ohio State, that old legend years ago. Where I don't remember exactly what the score was, but the score was run up. He had beat Michigan by an enormous amount of points. It was like fifty to ten or something like that. I don't remember, but it was it was really lopsided. 
And toward the end of the game, there in the last couple of minutes, they scored another touchdown. Okay. And he decided to go for two points. And of course, that's really laying it on thick. Yeah. And and he he was asked about uh, that, you know, during you know after the game during the interviews. He said, why did you go for two points? And his answer was because I couldn't go for three. Okay, and you know that's that's a humorous story. That's a humorous story in the legend of football. But what gets left out is that score the next year was hung in the workout area of Michigan from the very beginning of, of the of the summer training, and that score was put in their face that whole season, and it was payback time for a number of years after that. And uh, that—that's you just have to be very careful doing that type of stuff. Right. I did want to make mention before we get off of here. Lindsay Lohan's in the news again, somewhat. Oh, really? But it's not about her this time. It's about her stepmom. She was arrested on Christmas Day trying to commandeer a bus. She attacked the driver. Really? Yeah, she attacked the driver the whole nine yards, and uh, she got she got charged with that, and she also got charged with drunk and disorderly. That damn family boy! I tell you what, they can't keep her ass out of jail. Got a whole family full of winners there, don't we? Yeah, she's actually been out of the news here lately, but. Uh, but I mean, she's not in it now for what she did. But I mean, she's actually—I haven't heard any more things about her having to go to rehab or cocaine or nothing. Uh, but, the last thing I saw of her was she was harassing some like immigrant family or something. Yeah, I heard about back. that too. Yeah, I heard about the that. Video too. popped up. Yeah, I heard about that too. I don't know what all that involved, but yeah, I heard about that too. She was live on a stream, like, and then she tried to like take one of the kids or something. I mean, it, my memory is hazy. I don't remember much about it, but. I just remember a lot of people on Reddit made fun of her, and then, like, the next day, nobody cared about her again, so, you know. Right. And uh, Robin Thicke and his model girlfriend, he proposed to her, so let's give them, hopefully, a happily two years of marriage. Yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) How long will it last this time? Yeah, I know. It's all a crock of shit. And and Miley Cyrus is actually uh, with, uh, what's his name? I didn't realize they were together. Uh, Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, Liam Hemsworth, yeah. What in the hell does he see in her, man? I don't even think she's all know. that. I don't even think she's all that. I think she's, like, kind of ugly. My own opinion. Like, a lot of people think she's... Yeah, well, well he's, like one of, he's like one of the, the most attractive men alive. Right. You can get anybody, you right. can get anybody he wants. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, he ain't an ugly dude. He's a sharp-looking guy. No, hell no, he's not. Yeah. And, I mean, he's with Miley Cyrus. I'm like, damn, you he should have the model girlfriend, you know? I'm like, damn, what the hell? She kind of well, looks yeah. like she smells like a faint whiff of garbage and, like, stripper perfume. Yeah. <laughs> she acts it, too. Well, you know that Robin Thicke, he was with that, uh, what, what's her name, Paula... Um, Abdul. Paula Paula Patton was her name. Oh, oh And okay. she, she is an absolute goddess. Oh, my God. And, and I can't believe... Why anybody would ever want to cheat on her? Yeah, uh, and throw that away. Well, you know uh, what they say: no matter how hot she is, there's chances are there's at least one guy out there who got tired of her shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an old poster. You're right. 
<laughs> but I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it that's true. But I got to tell you that most of the time, guys like that, when they have all these women just putting it in their face all the time, and they, they they just yeah. they give in to temptation. Oh, that's yeah. oh yeah, I mean they got it all around and, them. I mean. uh, yeah, just his song, his concerts and shit, man. I mean, backup singers, people there. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, that's why rock and you know, roll singers a, don't stay married very long. He had that huge uh, pop hit there, obviously. But I, I got to tell you, he he does have a very soulful, jazzy, bluesy voice. If you've ever heard his his normal material, it's really good, right? Um, and uh, but anyway, uh, Paula Patton would be hard. <laughs> that would be hard to turn my back on. Yeah. I got to tell you, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I just, yeah, some of these hookups, man, nowadays, they just amaze me. I'm like, what in the hell are they looking at, man? Just, I saw Liam Neeson, or, or not Liam Neeson, Liam uh, Hemsworth with Miley Cyrus. Hell, Liam Neeson, that about like it, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though, Liam Neeson ain't a, short, ain't a bad looking dude for his age, you know. So, yeah. No, no, not at all. No, he's tall and everything, yeah. Yeah. He's got the accent the women like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Miley Cyrus's dad isn't just like a straight up raging alcoholic by now. Kind of surprises yeah. me. Yeah, but hell, he supports her no matter what she does. Hell, whenever she did that thing on stage with Robin Thicke that year, and they asked him about it, he goes, "Oh, she's just doing what she got to do. Get out there and get seen." I, I back her up. I'm like, "God damn, how you go, man? Yeah. Shit." I, I didn't fault her too much for that. I mean, that that's her shtick when you're on stage. Uh, it's another thing when when you cheat on your wife. That's a whole other thing. Only thing I faulted her for that for. I mean, it's, it's her thing. Yeah, she yeah that, do. The, Robin did that on his own, or at least something happened. Uh, from what I, we don't know, all of the yeah. I, I don't follow the celebrity gossip, but oh, the, no, the thing was, is, is that he betrayed her in some way. His oh wife, yeah, Robin said yeah. Yeah. Now the only thing uh, I had with Molly, Molly Cyrus did. And she publicly got on a regular like Grammy Awards or some shit like that. And she was on there like humping shit and all that kind of stuff. It looked yeah, like she was yeah, on was drugs, but I don't know if she was. But she looked like she was out of it. And she was out there yeah, doing all that. And it, and it was like her time of coming out, you know, because before that she'd never yeah. done all that shit. And all of a sudden she's doing this on stage with all that. And you got all these kids that look up to her as a role model. Yeah. And people got to think about shit like that when you're an I entertainer. If you're going to be an entertainer where that's what you're going to be, you need to be that and stay that. Not, you know, be a role model to kids and then, you know, on Disney and all this shit. And then all of a sudden you flip the script and you look like a damn street whore down the damn road here. I mean, you got oh, you, you to know what you're doing. Oh, she looked every bit of that. I'm just being honest. Hell, I don't give a fuck. Uh, already. Like. That's, what she look, that's what she looked like. Yeah. There ain't no way around it. Anybody that tells, I mean, hell, it looked just like it. I mean, hell, I've seen street hookers with more clothes on. You, you know what? The, you know what the <laughs> deal. And this is going to be a very politically incorrect joke, but this is an old one. You, you know what the difference between a bitch and a whore is, don't you? What's that? <laughs> a whore is a woman that sleeps with everybody. A bitch is somebody who sleeps with everybody but you. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm still that. That's a good <laughs> note. To, yeah, that's a good note to end that one on. <laughs> send all the tweets my way. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, I had people mad at. I had met. I had people mad at me because I uh, said bad stuff about Christmas music. So. Oh yeah, I know, man. Uh, it's like I, you know, you go get people mad about all kinds of shit. Just like my buddy used to say. I used to tell people all the time. He said, I don't know why a woman wants a driver's license. You don't need one to go from the kitchen to the bedroom. 
So yeah. he used to he used to piss people off with that one all the time. I don't agree with him. I told him that's why his ass wasn't married, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of another one. Uh, you know, you know why women's feet are smaller than men's? Uh, no. Well, it's uh, evolution. It's so they can stand closer to the sink in the oven. Uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Oh wow. Okay. I figured I had to throw one in there too, and I don't yeah, have Twitter, so nobody could bitch at me. So Sweet Truth Media does not support any of these ideas. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, y'all be sure to join us Monday night if you can between ten. And, we're going to be on from ten to twelve, and we're going to do the bring in the new year and everything. If you can't, you can always listen to the download. But if you're just sitting around the house shooting the shit and you're watching the ball drop half the time, yeah, the fucking concerts suck. But if you want to watch yeah. it, hit the mute button, look at them, you know, go in you and know, out. You know, when they have commercial break, tune in to us. I don't give a shit. But. Yeah, you know, my guess is we might have a good audience for this because there's a lot of people that don't want to go out because they don't want to face the drunks and they don't yeah. want to face the circus that happens on New Year's Eve. I hate well, that's it. exactly and, uh, how I am, man. Yeah, I'm me too. so happy I don't have to go out this year. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, and it's nice to just be able to uh, you know sit back and uh, you know have a you know a little party with you with your friends and your family or what have you, right? And uh, you know in, enjoy the the ball drop on TV. And leading up to that, you can listen to the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth will be live from 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right up to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to have some guests. Uh, our better halves might be with us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to laugh, cut up, and everything. And we'll have, I'm going to have me some mulled wine and some champagne for when it there gets midnight. Is. So I'm going to be all good and ready to go. So <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be a good time. I've got the spices. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be doing some drinking when I get home after I dodge all the drunks. So, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, you'd probably be all right. Uh, they, it's usually about one o'clock in the morning. They hang around for an hour, and then about one, they start trying to head out when they're getting drunk and everything else. But I'm like you; I don't care about getting out in that mess either. I just don't have time for it. Then right, you, gotta, right. you, know, you go to Cleveland, and you got to drive all the way back here and all that shit. I just don't give a damn. I just soon sit at home and do what I love doing. And that's podcasting. Exactly. Sure, sure. So that's good with me. Well, that being said, hope to hear. Hope you can hear us on Monday night. With that, uh, y'all got any parting words? We're good, man. I am, anyway. Yep. Yeah, just be safe this holiday season. Absolutely yeah. be safe. Be grateful you survived 2018. Hopefully you'll get to see it in a few days, 2019. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Ryobi Days at the Home Depot. Buy a Ryobi OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks and get one of over 20 select Ryobi OnePlus tools up to an $84 value, free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other Ryobi tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. Ryobi Days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips Combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.